And so tonight I would want to talk to you about the value of your story. The before and after. We talk about the story and we must and we should. You see, the Bible is a storybook. It's not a book of lecture. It's not a book of outlines and sermons. It's a storybook. It's filled with the mighty, wonderful stories about God and God's activity in the life of people. The life of people. Your story is significant. Your story has a before and after. Your story is part of his story. It really is. Stories have, a, have been used to capture history and ideas. The power of stories can heal and uplift. It can renew. Stories relate the journey, the struggles, the growth. We grow up on stories. Some of the first stories that we heard when we come to church was the story of David and Goliath. And you can be run through the stories in the Bible and, you know, the human touch, but yet all pointing to and magnifying your story but his glory. Amen? Absolutely. Maybe you don't think much of your story, but your story has significance. God wants you to share your story. He wants you to share his story of his work in your life. Because when you share your story, you begin to humanize your life. If you don't share your story, your story will never be heard. And there's power in your story because your story has value. You don't want to make the mistake that the treasure that you have inside is junk. It's not. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power may be of God and not of ourselves. Peter said this, you need to be prepared to share your story. That's what he said. To be able to tell 
what is this happiness that you have in your life? What is this hope that you sing about? What is it that makes you face the day a little different? The alarm isn't there. You've got to hope. You've got to be able to tell your story about it. With Jesus in your life, your test becomes a testimony and your mess becomes a message. The transmission and the communication that happens in your, your story. And I want to pull up on the screen to show you the truth of this. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 through 7. It's a passage of telling your story. For God's glory to somebody else. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you back that one up, Andy? Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. You're in good company, church. All right. Who comforts us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble. Your problems are not just for you. What's happening is not just, you know what I mean, to be kept to yourself. It has power. But you may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort. That's the story of your life. Becomes a valuable element in sharing it and telling it in somebody else's life. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so also the consolation also of Christ abounds through us. Your story, your journey. God is writing a story, a history, and you're part of, of it. The story of people was so important to God that God encouraged them to repeat it on a regular basis. When they were slaves in Egypt and when they had a deliverance in Exodus, God says, I want you to go ahead and Tell the story. When there was provision made for them in the wilderness, God set it aside so that they would tell the story. 
and throughout the scriptures, the festivals that they would, in feasts that they had, they were there because God said, I want you to tell the story. The before and after. What it was and <laughs> what it became. They taught their stories to their children. The prophets would come on the scene and remind them, there's a story. It's going to shock you, but the cross is not enough. It's got to have a witness. It's got to have a storyteller. The Apostle Paul wrote as he began to pen all of those who were witnesses. And by his own personal calculations, there was over 500 witnesses. Because a witness is somebody who has a first-hand account of something that they've seen and they've heard and they've experienced. What's this that Jesus saves? Somebody's got to step up that's got a first-hand account and an experience. There's got to be a witness. The Apostle John wrote this, and he says, he says, we write unto you the things that we were first-hand witnesses to. I'm telling you a story that I was privy to. Now, of course, there was over 500 of them that was on the positive side, and I don't know how many was on the negative side that just choose to lie about it. The witnesses. Jesus' life and ministry was a life and ministry of stories. The Apostle Paul, he used his life story as a platform to go ahead and preach Jesus from. As he stood before Agrippa, he didn't start with Jesus. He started with his story. I want you to know what my story was, O King Agrippa. I want you to know what I did, what I was like, and then what happened. Here before and after has got value. Somebody needs to hear your story. Somebody in your pathway. Someone that God is going to bring together. 
testimony, witness. We declare to you what we've seen and what we've heard. Question is what you've seen and heard. Some of your stories are scars, just like the scars of Jesus. And we hide them. But the scars, the journey, whether they're evidential physical scars or whether they're emotional scars, isn't it comfort that addresses internal scars more than it is external scars? I mean, there can be an external scars, but let me tell you what, you know, it's when it starts to get in the inside that it needs the comfort. The before and after. Your story. You all got scars, got pain, but God doesn't want you to waste that pain. Not at all. He's asking you to refuse to let your pain be for nothing. Don't let the enemy somehow make you believe that your story has no value. He wants to turn your past into purpose because he always gives the victory. Your life counts. Story is not done yet. The book is not completed. No matter what has been up to this point, you can write a new chapter. You can make a brand new ending to it. Maybe it isn't so appealing right now, but if you make a determination and understand who you are and what you are in Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? You can write a different story. John Mark, as his story was being written, in one of the chapters, he finds himself as a defector. He's been on a mission trip, you know, with two of the greatest missionaries that the world has ever known, Paul and Apollos, and he defects. It's like maybe he might as well close his book. It's done. But we know that's not the end of it. He decides to write a new chapter. Decides to get back in the game. And not let that be the end of his story. And so then finally, the great apostle concludes that won't you send John Mark to me? Fourteen years span had happened in between that. Took 14 years to get it corrected, but praise God, he got it corrected. He wanted to go on a mission trip, and Paul said, no, we can't do it. 
You blew it, man. But Timothy grabs himself by the bootstraps and says, you know what? I'm going to write another chapter here. I'm not let this going to be the final thing. This is not going to be my last story. This is not what people are going to remember me by. It's not going to be the low tide of my life. I'm going to have a finale chapter that's a high tide of my life. And so he rewrites it. And the conclusion comes, Paul says, would you send John Mark because he's really valuable to me. Hallelujah. And so John Mark can went ahead and turned that story around. Not a story of failure, but a story, you know what I mean, of recovery. He can recover. So John Mark can sit at tables with those that have blown it. And he can go ahead and start to listen to the story and says, let me tell you my story. Turning your scars into stars. Make them shine. The enemy wants to put your light out. And tell you that your story is not worthy, it's not significant enough. You don't have to have had a horror story to tell your story. <laughs> Remember the story that Paul went ahead and reminded himself and Timothy? It wasn't a horror story. He said, Timothy. I remember the story of the faith that was in your grandmother and in your mother. How many know that's a good story too? Oh, no, it doesn't always make the headline something like that. But that was Timothy's story. The saving grace, the keeping grace, you know what I mean? Why do things happen? I don't know. But God says, if you let me, I'll, I'll make it turn out really good. And your story is going to have, your story is going to have value. The scars in your life are going to be a signature to you that the pain that was produced, the betrayal and the fear, you know what I mean, that you used to have is now filled with joy and hope and peace and fresh faith and renewed courage. So don't let your scars dictate who you become. No. 
power in your story. What if your story could break the change in somebody else's life? What if your story can bless the life of somebody else? What if your story can turn the light on? Don't stay in the room of self-pity. Stop repeating and reciting the wrongs in your life and start repairing it. Did you hear me, church? Just don't repeat it, repair it. Blow it, you messed up. Don't make that the last chapter. Start saying, dear past, thank you for the positive lessons I've learned. Somebody give the Lord a praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. I didn't get it right, but I'm going to get it right. Because greater is he that's in me than he who has begun a good work in me is going to also complete it. Stop cowering in your old stories and start to tell your new story. When you start to tell your story, you're going to begin to release the supernatural grace of God. As Paul said, you know what I mean? You've received something. You've received something from God, the God of all mercy and the God of all comfort. You've been through it. There's been a deposit in your life. And your story and my story is not just for us. It's for somebody else. It's for somebody else. Thank you for telling your story. It's very possible that some of you have your hurt on life support and you need to let it die. Take it off life support. Begin to travel a lot lighter. You don't need that baggage. The Bible says that he would give us beauty for ashes. He would give us honor for our our wounds. What's ever been in your life was meant to destroy you. God wants to turn around to be a trophy in your life. I've told you this story, and 
about my father, you know what I mean, when he killed out of season. Well, that was the last time he killed out of season because he learned the lesson of God's going to get there. It's going to get there. When he says, be anxious for nothing. Really, it's really what he means. <laughs> he said, you, you just, you're just wasting your energy. I love, it. I love talking to people, you know what I mean? And, and, and you, you share, them, share with them, you know what I mean, your, the issues, you know what I mean? And particularly old timers, they, they, they kind of learn it. I'm not an old timer yet, you know that, don't you? So, you know, but, 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 you know, they just tell you, well, don't worry. You know, you know, God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of it. It's, it's going to be okay. How many stories as there was being written, we thought, let's look out. It's not a good ending. It looked like it was futile. It looked like it was failure. It looked like, you know what I mean? Yep, for sure. Here you are. It didn't happen. Everything said it should happen, but God said it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I asked my musicians to come tonight. And all these things were more than conquerors. That's what the cross is supposed to, how it's supposed to play out in our life. Supposed to take care of the things, you know what I mean, that need to be taken care of. Supposed to pro- pro- provide a platform for writing new chapters and with new opportunities in in our lives. The cross is about turning your past into purpose. There's the story of the demon-possessed man. He's the Gadarean. You remember it. A man that was so possessed, demonic powers, that he lived among the tombs and, and, and you know what I mean, in the, 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 the people, you know, and no doubt the police force, they'd, they'd put him in chains and try to, try to bind him and, you know, and hold him. And he would just... Snap chains. Iron chains. Break them loose. Jesus came along and met him and set him free and he was really excited about it and he said, Jesus, just let me follow you and just let me go with you. Jesus said, no, he said, 
I just want you to go home and tell your story. That's all God wants us to do. Let's go home and tell our, tell our story. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. What do you see? And you begin to tell them how that your life has changed. What has went on? You could, but you don't want to. You can do better things with your life than what you used to do with them. A story. Go home. Mom and Dad, God said to the children of Israel, He said, You need to spend a little time telling your kids some stories. in your life and in how it changed. God will use your story to show someone that there's a better way. There's a better way. Stand with me tonight. If you'll give God your weaknesses, he will give you his strength. He will give you his strength. Your story will help to humanize. begin to open up people's lives and people's hearts and give you the opportunity the world is is our platform the community the neighborhood friendship gathering it's all a pulpit that if you just start out with telling them your story God will open up the doors for your story if you're willing just to tell your story Church, I really believe with all my heart that God wants to use your story to unlock someone else's prison. I believe that. 
your story. You see, people can deny Christ. They can dispute scripture. They can ignore prophecy. You know, but something they cannot deny, something they can't dispute or ignore is God's transformational power in someone's life. They can't do it. And it just sets the platform to tell about the Savior, the Jesus that hung on the cross, the Christ that rose from the grave, and that transformation power, that's what's been happening in your life. The change, the before, in the after. Amen? Yes, amen. Not that there wouldn't be any that were going overseas, but right tonight, you know what I mean? You don't need an overseas call. You just need to go home and tell your story. Amen? Just tell your story. Some of you need to concentrate on writing a different chapter because what has been written in your last chapter is not influential when it comes to turning people and helping people in the right direction every part of our life in our story needs to have the flow of the comfort of God, the goodness of God, so that it can help people in their lives. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Do not despise your story. You probably was not, and and I wasn't. I didn't come off drugs and addictions. I don't have that story. Some people do. You know, you you put me with a drug addict, I'm going to be as lost as can be in how to help him because I have no story to tell him. No. Now, we don't want those experiences, but we want to turn those experiences so that they have purpose in our lives. Amen. Amen. I'd like to encourage those that we don't have to have fancy words. We don't have to have words exactly how God would have us say. We just need to be ourselves and be Uh, His and he will let it go. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to be able to have articulation. You know what I mean? You don't have to have have written a book, you know, to, to have influence. You know? Just somebody along the way can make a difference just by your story. Amen. You know, it's interesting that stories, a lot of times, 
work best in arenas of similarity. They do. It's better carpenters to carpenters and farmers to farmers and, you know, professionals, quote, you know what I mean, whatever, you know, business people to business people. It, it's just the way it is. You know? There's an understanding. It's just a camaraderie, you know? I mean, I even communicate better with people more in my age group than I do when I, you know, get outside of my age group. I'm a little bit lost sometimes. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, but your story. Father, we thank you tonight that we're not going to let the devil steal our story from us because then he will rob us of some of our, our divine purposes and our divine appointments in life. God, there is no insignificant story. They all have value. Let us write new chapters, God, for your glory. That is also part of your story. The story of the cross and the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it, and we bless the people in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a praise. Love one another. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You're dismissed. Tell your story.